Hey everybody, this is Curtis from the podcast letting you know that we're sponsored by Twitch. Twitch is a community where people can watch a cat play a piano or you can watch somebody play a video game. That's a regular thing too. There's a lot of amazing content on Twitch and you can find content creators that fit what you like to watch. And if you don't quite find what you're looking for, start streaming it yourself. We hope that you're going to love the world of Twitch because it's such an inviting world with tons to offer and there's really no limit to what the imagination brings. Check out Twitch today. Welcome back to the Three Angry Gamers podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, got Dennis. How's it going, Dennis? Hey, I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm well. Doing the gaming, enjoying the long weekend. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Canada Day for us here in Canada. I think in the U.S. you've got July 4th. But yeah. I don't yep. know why they schedule your July 4th for like a random Tuesday. That's just weird. It's like we'll give you a day <laughs> off, but it's like a random middle of the week day. Enjoy. On the plus yeah. side, I got Monday off too, so I don't have to go in. Oh, lucky it. you! See, I could have taken Monday off, but I, I am like, eh, I don't know. I don't really work anyways, so I'll just keep it on. <laughs> I was thinking that I'm like, what if I were an American? I would just take the Monday off too and just make it four day weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes they do like the yeah, first okay. like observed on a different day or something. I think, but like, yeah, the worst oh, is when yeah. it's on a Wednesday. If it's on a Wednesday. I don't know what you do. What do you do then? Yeah, you're fucked. Well, it's like right. I technically got paid for yesterday because the stat fell on a Saturday, and so <laughs> I was like drinking mango margaritas and just munching on food. And I'm like, I'm getting paid for this. This is not bad. I'll take it. Nice. Uh, and then also, as always, is Jamie. How's it going, Jamie? Going. Just, uh, you know, getting rid of all that uh, Canadian smoke that we've gotten down here in Chicago recently. <laughs> welcome. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was, uh, I looked outside my door on, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, or it was, when we had, like, a really bad warning. And I, like, it was, it was looked like someone had just been, like, putting clouds all over the place. It was, it was terrible wow. it smelled like someone was making making s'mores uh it, <laughs> yeah cool and then rounded out the cast dungeon daddy lucas i'm ready and on call so if i get a call i gotta go <laughs> you were supposed to come to a i'm, I'm the main guy last night or yesterday and then you were like i i got called in i gotta go I'm like oh. yeah yeah, I, 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 that's how it happens, man. I got a cover for everybody else that had a day off today. They're like, hey, Lucas, yeah, you're the number one guy. I'm like, god damn it. I'm like the lowest mm-hmm. on the 
standby list, so I get chosen. Uh, but they cover my October trip, so I don't care, because I'm going to California. We'll fuck nice. themselves. <clears throat> also kind of pissed, too, but that's all right. But something else. I we're was... Oh, right, we're talking about Smash. We're talking, about, we're talking about Smash, yeah. Yeah, I got a freaking copy of the GameCube version of it. I think it's Melee. And they're like, hey, like, like he got it for 60 bucks. I'm like, sweet. And then it didn't work. And I tried everything and it still doesn't work. I'm upset. Oh. oh. <laughs> Did they at least give you your money back for it? No, because I don't know who the fuck it is. Oh. All right. That's, well, that's all right. Let's uh, let's get on with the, the games. The no-cost games. These are games that are free. Uh, or they're provided for free if you're into the service. Um, PlayStation Plus. <laughs> it's funny that they're giving out Call of Duty because Call of Duty is like at the center of this whole like FTC thing that they're going on with, which gave a lot of really weird news this week. But um, yeah, it's just funny that Sony, amongst all of this, is like, here's a free Call of Duty game. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> weird timing on that one, guys. But um, I think there's like usually historical precedent for this. Normally. During the uh, summer, at some point, they give away a free Call of Duty game. Um, From several years ago, yes. Every... I don't even think Black Ops Cold War is that old. Was that the last it's... one before Modern Warfare 2? No, it's it's it's. Oh no! Two iterations back, because there was Vanguard before yeah. that, or, I, or before after that. I forget about Vanguard on like. A, As most people do. Quite frequent basis. <laughs> I like Cold War though. Cold War was fun. Yeah. The multiplayer was no. nice, and yeah. Well, I, Cold War was the, was probably the one I've enjoyed the most out of the last uh, couple, to be honest. It, yeah, it, I would agree with different. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it was the one that was the most uh, balanced and even and most enjoyable. So yeah, so you can get that for your yeah. PS5 or your PS4. Uh, Alan Wake remastered. Out on PS5 and PS4, you get that for free as well this month. And then you get a game called Endling Extinction is Forever. Don't yeah, know you're like a is. fox. Mm. I think you're a fox, and you, it looks like a side-scrolling thing. I don't know. Uh, Alan Wake seems like something worth playing again, though. I'd, I'd probably pick that back up and play it. I, I, I beat it back in the day, but uh, it's been years, so I'll probably Especially out right with the new one comes out. And they've got yep. Connections now to control, like yeah. yeah. I think they put some like uh, some dual sense, uh, well, dual sense like vibration stuff in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Nice. Uh, so yeah, overall good month for PlayStation Plus. Uh, Epic just I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're doing anymore. They're giving out these games that are... I, I don't even know where they, like, where they find these games. Like, Dollar Store? Is that where they find these games? They're just weird. Uh, this game is called The Dungeons of Nahaubuk. The Amulet of Chaos. That's free. And then... Next, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> what is... What? Nahubuk. Nahubuk. Uh, yeah. No wonder your game doesn't sell when it's got a name that sounds like a fucking someone had a stroke. It's like throwing up. That's what it sounds like. Like it's like you started a sentence like, "Hey, have you been the dungeon?" Yeah. 
Anyways, that's free. I don't know. I claimed it, but I don't think I'm ever going to play it, to be honest. I think I picked that one up already. Uh, yeah. I think I did. And then next week is a game called Grime. So That game's actually pretty good. Oh, uh, okay. It's a, it's a Souls game, kind of like a side-scrolling 2D-ish, uh, but in 3D graphics Souls game. It's, it's pretty solid, actually. Nice. Hmm. Cool. Um... All right, and then uh, Amazon Prime is giving away Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition. Um, okay. I, I would just also just keep an eye on Amazon Prime throughout the month because they're giving out a lot of things. Like, they're giving out stuff for Pokemon Go. Diablo 4, they're giving out a cosmetic for that soon. They, don't, they haven't said when, but uh, then they've got the Force Unleashed coming at some point. They've got some really cool stuff for... Uh, is Amazon Prime streaming? Uh, no, Amazon. Well, Amazon Prime is just like a very like wide encompassing service, but they do have Amazon Prime Gaming, and if you have Amazon yeah. Prime, it's just like they give out free games, and then they usually give out like some extra stuff for different games too. Like uh, Hearthstone, you get like three standard packs for free. Oh, okay, like yeah, I know. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Do you play Boulder Gate on your TV? Is that how it works with Amazon? I can't remember. Is that Netflix? Well, Amazon well they have, have like Luna, which yeah. is like their streaming Netflix. thing, but they, they also just have like a client you can download. Yeah, like you can just play whatever games you want on your um, your computer. But yeah, they do have a streaming service called Luna, which I haven't tried, but apparently that's included with your Amazon Prime membership, I believe. So... There's some things including my Amazon Prime membership. Yeah. Does it yeah. include Dungeon Yeah. No, that's epic, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, okay. I would say, though, you know, definitely, like, check it on Prime Gaming because they do give some good stuff. Like, I've been playing Pokemon Go more lately for some weird reason, and yeah, they give you, like, a bunch of, bunch of stuff for that game, so. That's just other stuff, it looks, too. Like, it looks like they got Prey on there, too, now. Yeah. Prey, uh, and then Star Wars Force Unleashed will be up there soonish. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward okay. to the Force Unleashed because I haven't played that game in a while, and I don't know why, but I'm clamoring to play it. So, so yeah, just check in. Because, yeah, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, this is all free. And um, sometimes there's stuff that's worth getting on there. Lately, it, it hasn't been as strong, arguably, as it's been in the past. Because I remember for a while they were giving out, like, EA games every single month and now they've kind of <laughs> the free games have got a little bad but I think they're, they're starting to get a little better again so okay uh, on to the news uh, big, well yeah this, this is more of a PSA more than anything but uh, the Steam summer sale has officially started hide your wallet yep hide <laughs> your, your wallet don't don't buy too many games. No, I mean, everyone always buys a ton of games. But yeah, it's from yep. June 29th to July 13th. Big sales on most games. So I've already bought uh, a few games. So mm-hmm. um, I've got, yeah, I picked up the Dead Space remake, Sonic Frontiers, Dragon's nice. Dogma. Yeah. Oh, okay. undefeatable, buddy. Just listen to that song over and over again. <laughs> for Dragon's oh, Dogma. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I uh, I was not too keen on getting Sonic Frontiers at full price, but it's half off. And it came out like a few months ago, I think. Something like that. Probably like so. April. Yeah. I think. March, April. Something like What's that. What's my wish list? So. Oh, what's my wish list? Half off is a pretty good thing. And same with the Dead Space remake. That was like half off and... I was like, you know what? It's great. Both of them are Steam Deck compatible, I'm pretty sure. So, I'm like, nice. I play on my Steam wow, there's a lot of holy shit. There's a lot of sale. Yeah. My gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has anybody played Pizza Tower? Apparently, that was pretty good. I have that on my list. It's on my wish list. Stuff. Yeah, I've not played it though. Oh, it's on my wish list too. Yeah. Pizza, <laughs> to- Pizza Tower is fun. It's very much like an old school Wario game. Like, not yep. the WarioWare, but yeah. like the Wario... The Wario Land. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I had fun with that game, but I also got very tired of it because it was just, like, a lot of, like, 90s-style things blowing up in your face. And, but if you have a tolerance for that, it is a fun game. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, the there's some FTC hearing right now going on with... Uh, Microsoft, it's Sony about the whole Activision acquisition, and it's like mom and dad are airing out all their dirty laundry because <laughs> it's just getting real, real nasty. I mean, almost all of the news this week, aside from a few other things, was all pretty much like stuff that aired out from this because uh, it's all now being made public information. Like, for right. instance, Sony won't be sharing PlayStation 6 details with Activision because Activision. Well, presumably it's going to be owned by Microsoft, so they're not going to share it, which makes sense, but it's also like, huh, that's... Yep. <laughs> Activision, Microsoft putting out games on PS5 still while PS6 is out, they're still trying to play catch-up. I mean, <laughs> it makes sense from a competitive standpoint, but it's just weird to hear. Like, huh. Also, weird to see Sony acknowledge the PS6, even though... We're still <laughs> not that far into the PS5's life cycle. Yeah. I would hope that it's not coming anytime soon, though. <laughs> yeah. I, really, I, don't, I don't need a new console. I just, I just got the PS5. I would hope, like, another, like, six or eight years, maybe. I'd prefer at least. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sony's PlayStation Chief privately said Microsoft's Activision deal wasn't about Xbox exclusives. So. Um, Could that be? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> they say a lot it's of hard, things. It's hard not know. to think that it's at least partially about Xbox yeah, exclusives. Exactly. Like, yeah. like I, I'm sure it's not 100% about Xbox exclusives, but uh, yeah, you Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do also feel too like there is a part of it too that like the acquisition was also Activision trying to like get someone to buy them after all the shit was going down with like the people. Oh, uh, that's also fair. Yes, the, mm-hmm. the all the sexual harassment and all that stuff. So maybe that's what they mean. Like, oh, it's not just about like exclusives but it's also like hey you're trying to help these guys cover up something that because it was very convenient timing that all this happened and then finally bobby connick's like i think we're gonna sell activision because it was Mm -hmm. fucking going down going down fast but 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> what were those guys called? C cubicle crawlers or something? Cubicle <laughs> uh, creeps, basically. Yeah. Um, the Sony Corp blunder basically revealed that both The Last of Us Part Two and Horizon Forbidden West both cost upwards of two hundred million dollars to make each. Just insane. Cool. I think that's. It is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's yeah. like I think The Last of Us Part Two was wasn't even a PS5 game. It was a PS4 game. So. Correct. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm not surprised, just because like if you think about all the cumulative, like the voice acting, the right. the game development itself, the marketing, it's probably, yeah, not that crazy. But. Yeah, it's like the, these games are starting to cost more. Every every time they keep making them. Yep. Uh, right. Uh, Xbox's perfect dark reboot is still years away. Which is yeah. kind of sad. I'm looking. Well, who's that. making Xbox. that? Who who's making that one? It wasn't rare. It was like some other studio, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Who was it? Uh, the initiative. Oh, they're the, the Gears of War guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want my perfect dark game. I, like, I have it. It was on Xbox 360. It was re-released, right? I yeah. think. Yeah. But, like it and was, I, uh, I have a ton of fun with that shit. Yeah. They announced it in 2020. So it's it's been announced for almost three years now. Or three years because Game Awards, yeah. And a half, two and a half at least. I wonder if it's just like been silently killed and they just don't don't want to mention it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the flag mode on that game was pretty good, if I remember right. Because I think they mentioned too that the game's still in pre-production and it's like been three years since they announced it. And it's still in pre-production. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Gotta work on that story for the very uh intense spy drama that's going to be in the game. Oh, I'm sure. Like, don't get me wrong, I know that video games take quite a long, well, long time to make, but like, this is ridiculous. Three years for pre-production on a game? Like, what do you go into the, to, uh, you know, places like the pyramids to get like, to, to take notes and photos or something? Like, I don't know. It just seems yeah. very... Um... But, uh, yeah, I mean, also, too, uh, Dan Neuberger departed, uh, Neuberger, yeah, that's his name, he departed the <laughs> studio last March, and then another, like, 30 or so staff uh, left the studio, too, so I think that's probably a big part of it, too. Yeah, it was because of the pandemic, I remember those now, right? Yeah. So... Well, that's what happens when you lay off all your employees. Like, you lay off your employees, you expect them to come back? Yeah, that's not how that works. Also, announcing a game before it's, like, probably should have, you know... I'm not saying you should have kept it to yourself, but yeah, I should have... I kind of like when games are just announced and they're like, it's out in six months. I'm like, yeah, oh, great. it's like, it's almost yeah, done. Those are great. I'd rather deal with a little bit of leaks and know that the game's out there, but they get the official reveal, like, six months from its release. 
rather than this because now everyone's like when are we gonna get the perfect dark gameplay I'm like no it's gonna be a while bro okay uh head of xbox phil spencer has claimed that microsoft's acquisition of bethesda was mo motivated by a fear that sony might incentivize the studio to skip our platform so right sure i mean yeah. technically they did that with Deathloop for uh for at least a short time i think now obviously it's been released on xbox but at the best first it wasn't it was an exclusive for a year yeah yeah thinking of what else to like you know well they said that starfield was originally supposed to be a playstation game uh before they got bought so i mean that might be part of it as well yeah so i don't know it also just seems so like childish to be like oh you might take us so you might play with our toys so we, we we're gonna take it before you take it yeah yeah it's All big right. money yeah yeah i get it they're gonna be missing out on so much if it doesn't come to the xbox i mean if it's like a timed exclusive then it's less of a big deal but i don't know what these guys are thinking yeah Apparently, Daisy 2 is in development, according to these court documents. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Fast. Does anyone play Daisy anymore? Like, I feel like it's. It's been years. It's been years. Um, yeah. When it first came out, like, I definitely played it a bunch, and then, like, uh, stopped playing it. And then they, they actually finally really. I played it when it was still in early access. I haven't played it since it actually came out, I don't think. Yeah. I know, I played it like once or twice when it was an Arma mod, like not even the right. separate yeah. release. And I haven't played it since, so. Alright, and then finally, Sega boasts a very close relationship with Microsoft, but clear, makes it clear it's not for sale. Good on Sega. You can't, they don't always make the best games, but at least they're independent. I do like how a lot of these studios, like even uh, CD Projekt Red, are like, yeah, we're not for sale. Like, look at all this bullshit going on with all these other companies. We're not for sale. We ain't doing that. All right. So, was that was that a response to the uh, to the fact that that it was also I think leaked that Microsoft was interested in buying Sega at one point? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Cool. And then the, that was that was most of the stuff from that LFTC thing, but that's not the only thing that happened. There was also a Nintendo Direct this week. A lot of people were wondering, where was the Nintendo Direct? And then, of course, in a very Nintendo fashion, they, like, woke up one morning, pulled shit out of their ass, and were like, here's our Nintendo Direct. It's tomorrow, fuckers. It's tomorrow. What do we have to show? A mysterious Princess You'll Peach see. game that we don't have any information on. Um, that's yeah. such a weird announcement. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like here we're gonna make a Peach game. We don't have no details, but here's a couple like quick screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's part of the part of the fun with Nintendo. You just don't know what they're gonna do in any given moment. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so they had their Nintendo Direct. Um, 
I think I'm going in terms of not of when they announced the things, but more what was the most interesting, at least from my point of view. Maybe you all disagree, but uh, anyways, Super Mario Brothers Wonder got announced. So hell yes, hell yes, looks really good. I'm so hyped for this. I already proved. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's nice that it's not the new Super Mario Brothers that we've had for like the last few years. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, those games can be fun, but they're just not for me anymore. Like, I think I've just kind of got burnt out on the new Super Mario Brothers format. So the fact that they're doing one that's like a side-scroller, it's it, it's not associated with the new Super Mario. Even though it did show that you can play as different characters. So that's... Yeah. So it, it is carrying some mechanics and ideas over. It's still just its own Mario. Also, too, it's just nice to have a 2D Mario game. Um, who knows how it's going to really differentiate itself from other Mario titles. Um, I'd be, I was thinking it'd be kind of interesting if it had like some Metroidvania elements, but mm. I was super stoked to see the, the, uh, some of the animation stuff that they were showing off. Like yeah. it just looked really, really, really like polishy, uh, awesome, awesome animations, cool powers. Uh, they had Mario turn into an elephant at the end. Uh, oh, yes. stuff. yeah, which was like nightmare fuel. Just <laughs> well, it, it it was nightmare fuel, and then apparently internet made porno out of it immediately. Oh no, so, no yeah, internet! Yeah. Why? Yeah, well, of course, as they always do. Uh, someone had to give Mario Elephant uh, genitals. Gross. Uh, oh. Thanks, thanks, internet. Thanks for ruining that. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, to get this back to a, a more wholesome place, um, <laughs> this game kind of reminded me a little bit of like Cuphead, another like 2D games we've had in the past, where it's like just real emphasis on like polish, like yeah. visual fidelity and stuff. I guess the Switch it doesn't have the graphical fidelity of other game, other uh, consoles and systems, but like they're clearly using whatever graphical power they have on the console very well. So. Yeah, they're really mm. good at that. Nintendo, like, getting the most out of their hardware is just the thing that has always been. Uh, and I, I imagine it'll continue for forever. Yeah. And also, always shocking. <laughs> I'm also just a little happy this is not the 3D Mario games. Those are good, too. But, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Just give me a real polished, like, 2D game. I'm happy with that. I'm sure we're probably going to get, like, a Sunshine is the best. Sunshine? Sunshine. Sunshine's the best. I'll leave you, I'm gonna leave you on that hill to die on, but yes, that's the thought. A lot of Mario Galaxy fans that might might disagree with that, but okay. Yeah, Galaxy Two, I think, was probably always my favorite. That's my favorite one, I think, of the 3D ones. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then Super Mario RPG remake got announced. I mean, it's Super Mario RPG being redone. If you've never played, uh, I need it, to borrow someone's Switch. I don't want to buy a Switch for one fucking game. Well, I think you're gonna have to buy. You're gonna have to get one, Lucas. This looks pretty good. Gosh, no! I don't want to get another freaking game. Since I have too many. Lucas, it's okay. Just sell a couple organs. You'll be fine. Oh, freaking! Oh, I just. Uh... You don't need your liver. Your kidney too. You can sell those. Yeah, you it's can. Worth Whatever. I'll just buy the retro liver. version. Yeah, uh, true. But yeah. Um, 
I don't know. This is this is fun. Uh, I was a little disappointed because I think the rumors up to this were saying that like uh, there was a Square Enix RPG that was getting remade, and part of me thought, oh man, Chrono Trigger. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I mean, this is still good, but it's not Chrono Trigger, so. Yeah. Um, it looks really good though. They they're like rebuilding it from scratch basically because it, it the original game was a 16-bit game of pre-rendered 3D assets, um, you know, similar to Donkey Kong Country. Yes. So it looks it looks like really nice that they they're basically rendering everything in real time now. And it, but but it's an exact like one-to-one recreation of everything that I, you remember from the old game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and cutscenes. Yeah, and cutscenes. So. I wonder if they'll put any other new secrets in there. Like, uh, I don't know. There was, there was some cool stuff back in the day that you could get. Um, in Little that tidbits and stuff. Can't wait to fight that Final Fantasy boss again and freaking turn into <laughs> mushrooms. Some of the bosses in that game were pretty brutal, too, from what I remember. Yeah. So. They are very fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I saw people like, can't wait to play this game, but they've got to play it because I was an embryo. And I'm like, ah, bro, you're going to fucking hate some of the bosses in this game like i remember some of the bosses were really tough so yeah they're very tough i do have a max level too i don't know if they're going to change that though because you're only allowed to be level 20 and that was it wasn't it was yeah. it that low i don't remember uh been so long since i played it like i remember Kulix. yeah Kulix was the name of one boss and like I, yeah, was a very yep. tough boss, and, like, honestly, some of the bosses got really Final Fantasy and really fucking weird, and, uh, they didn't really touch on too much of that in the reveal trailer, which is fine, because we know it's there, like, if you played Mario sure. RPG, you know that stuff's gonna be in there, but that's also the stuff that I'm kind of like, huh, like, how is Culex gonna look in this new art style, because, like, everything was more or less focused on the Mario side of things, not necessarily the the stuff that's, like, really, like, hardcore fantasy uh, that that game has. So that's my major question mark. But also, like, I'm not, like, overly concerned. It's more like, huh, I kind of want to see how it all how it all looks. So color me excited, though. I, I'm really excited to play this. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also announced a Lu- Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon remake, which, if you're like, what? Okay. What is that? Uh, Dark Moon came out on the 3DS. So, uh, it came out back in 2013. So, it's oh. been a, it's maybe a little bit of a weirder one to remake, because it's not quite like the original Luigi's Mansion, but it is a well-regarded it's... game, so... It's very portable design. Like, it's got, like, missions, if I recall. Like, instead of it being, like, one whole mansion that you're just constantly going through, which it... it but it was fun. It was good. I think it I was don't know. also, like, it wasn't really about, like, rescuing rescuing anybody. It was more like you had to just beat King Boo, I believe. Yeah, something like that. You're, like, in a, in a house. Someone yeah. stole something. Yeah. Yep. I remember it, too, not being a very long game, either. Like... If you're really powerful yeah. with that game, you can probably beat it in, like, 9-10 hours. So, uh, just keep that in mind. If you're going to get this for the Switch, depending on the price point, it's probably not a super long game. Alright. And then they also announced the Mysterious Princess Peach game. Don't know what it is. 
looked like it has something relative to like uh, being on stage, like a performance or something like that. Yeah, costumes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it maybe, looked interesting. Maybe it's a Souls-like game with Princess Peach. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be great. Here, there you go, Nintendo. There's your free idea for the week: make a Souls-like <laughs> game with Princess Peach. Not with Mario, but with just strictly Princess Peach. Alright. Uh, and then they showed off a new trailer for the Hidden Treasure of Area Zero DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Oh, this looks so good. I'm very excited for this. Um, the DLC looks to add, like, I want to say around 230 new Pokemon to the base Whoa. game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and these are not new Pokemon. These are Pokemon from older games that are not currently available. So, um, but yeah, uh, there's there's that. Uh, they showed off the legendary Pokemon. Um, there's also rumors too that like they're gonna be doing terror raid battles with a bunch of legendary Pokemon from the previous games. So that's exciting. They didn't show that off in the trailer, but that was more like a rumor that came out after the fact. But I also wouldn't be surprised because I think every time these games put out DLC, they'll then change the rules for the competitive Pokemon scene to allow uh, the um, legendary Pokemon to be used. So I wouldn't be surprised if they added it in so that people can get those Pokemon so people who don't maybe have them can start collecting them and using them competitively if they want to. So, um, yeah, we got the first one coming in the fall. That's, I forget, the, it was, uh, oh, the Teal Mask, and then uh, the other one comes out in winter, so, bit of a wait for both of them, but, looks good, I'm excited to see more. Um, and that's not the only Pokemon thing they announced, well, showed off, we'll get to the other one in a bit. They did show off Pikmin 4, and guess what guys, you can adventure out now in the uh, in the nighttime, something you've never been able to do in a Pikmin game before. Woohoo! <clears throat> I've actually been replaying the Pikmin games, and yeah, big thing in those games is they're like, it's getting to be nighttime, better get back to your your ship, otherwise, right. you're screwed. So, uh, yeah, I saw they had like some bioluminescent thing going on with like the Pikmin, kind of cool looking. Yeah, there's new Pikmin, so. Um, that's coming out uh, this month, later on this month. Soon, yeah. yeah. And to get you prepared, they have re-released Pikmin 1 and 2 on Switch. Mind you, this is not the, like, uh, Metro Prime level of remake. This is literally just them uploading the original Pikmin games on Switch. Uh, still fun. I'll get to that while I've been playing, but yeah. Maybe taper your expectations if you're expecting a more enhanced version or something like that. Uh, they showed off the Batman Arkham Trilogy. So, hey, if you want to play games that are 10 plus years old, Nintendo's got your back. Um, yeah, it's coming to the Switch. I can't think there's too many people who are, like, clamoring to play the Arkham Trilogy on Switch. But Is is the third one in the trilogy that they're, that they're putting out Arkham Knight? Because that was on PlayStation 4, and I feel like that wouldn't run that great on the Switch. Like, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it probably would be running on pretty low settings, I would imagine. But Yeah. 
I would be curious how it looks. I mean, I'm not going to buy it and try it for myself, but if somebody does a YouTube video, if, like, Digital Foundry wanted to look, explore that, I would be interested. Uh, and then Detective Pikachu Returns. Coming, coming soon. Um, yeah. The Detective Pikachu games are very fucking weird. But they also had that movie that came out, too. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I always personally find these games to be a little absurd. If you've never played the the games, spoiler alert for the first game, but it's basically this guy, this kid's looking for his dad, can't find his dad, and then he finds out that the Pikachu that drinks coffee as much as his dad drank coffee is actually his dad. And mm -hmm. it was just fucking weird. And then we were all like, what's going to happen next? And then this new Detective Pikachu Returns comes out, and it's like, oh, I guess that your dad is still Pikachu? I guess. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's funny because the game was stealth announced back in 2019 in like a... Uh, like a Nintendo... It wasn't a Nintendo Direct, but it was like... They basically announced they were working on a sequel to Detective Pikachu and then like four years later they finally showed it off. So... Um, I will say this though, the game doesn't look that great. Like, <laughs> it does look like a 3DS game, and I know the Switch generally isn't like the top performing console graphics wise, but like, I was expecting something a little better looking from from the Switch. I don't know. But. Uh, okay, WarioWare, move it also got announced so more WarioWare games yeah i love those stupid little things like they're just fun to pick up and play for like a couple hours and then never play again uh <laughs> well also too like the WarioWare games have sort of been um dormant for a while and then i think on the switch they just all of a sudden were like let's put out some of those and don't get me wrong like fun games but it just kind of felt like we weren't getting too many WarioWare games for a while and all of a sudden now we're getting a ton of them so I mean yeah. cool I guess yeah because they, they put out the uh, the first one on uh, the Game Boy Advance like the yeah that was like emulation thing yeah or, or did oh they put it out oh yeah okay yeah yeah I know what you mean yeah it's it's on, it's on the emulation the, the which we call it the uh, online thing now so i played it recently and i was like yeah i forgot this would be fun well because like never played again before move it was warrior get it together which was like the first uh warrior game in a long time that came out like 2021 but before that like the last one was warrior gold which came out on the 3ds so like warrior's been dormant on the switch for a very long time but yeah move it they're they're bringing it back so very, very excited. Uh, and then Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. There's the last Spark Hunter DLC. I don't care about these games. So if you do, cool for you. I, I still want to play it because like, I like uh, XCOM. And like the first one was like Mario XCOM. Uh, and it was pretty fun. Yeah. So I feel like this is probably worth playing. But like, yeah, I had... I, completely slipped by 
unnoticed. There was like a big thing where uh, Ubisoft was advised by Nintendo to wait to put this put that out on on their next gen console or something like that. I think I saw. Uh, they thought it might not sell that great, and then it didn't sell great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoop. I mean, it, it's sounding at least like the Switch successor will have some level of backwards compatibility. Um, yeah. Upgrade. I don't know. Like, I'm hoping that whatever happens with the Switch successor, like, say any game you pop in there without any extra fee or anything, it would be nice if it just, like, up-res the models. And yeah. I don't think it would be that hard for most games to just basically up-res your models and then just scale them down a bit for the current Switch and then still have them there, because I think they kind of f- found that out with Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Like, they found all these really high-res models in the game, but... The Switch has no way of, like, actually rendering those properly, so, um, they're there, it's just they're not being used, so, but then it's like, well, why would they be there if you're, unless you're going to be using them at some point, so. Alright. Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave 5, that's a lot of words. Uh, that's available. Woo! Yeah. Is it just how, was it three new courses, two new courses? I don't I remember how many. It was things. yeah, I think it was like a few new courses. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, you get squeaky clean sprint, a new course, uh, and then more characters are being added: PD Piranha, Wiggler, oh, shit. and Comic. Oh, shit. So it's not Wiggler. even. Yeah, so it's shit. just one new course. One new course, a caterpillar, and a fucking plant. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, you can buy it separately, or it's a part of the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll be playing it without buying it. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, they didn't announce any DLC for Tears of the Kingdom, but they did announce some new Amiibo figures of Zelda and Ganondorf. Planned for release this holiday season, so. Woohoo. The Ganondorf one looks pretty cool. Yeah. They did say it would unlock some stuff in the game, so whatever that ends up being, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. It's going to be like a new glider skin and something else. I don't know. That's a Ganondorf for skin for Link. Let me play as Ganondorf. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Only if I can do the Ganon Punch from Smash Brothers, though. I want to be able to do that. I mean, uh, that would be a Falcon Punch. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, on to other news. Baldur's Gate 3's. PC release date has been brought forward uh, by a month no. to August third. Yeah, why suck no? it delays. <laughs> not like this, because I don't. I have not enough time to play all these games coming out. Well, Dennis, you better <laughs> buckle down, because no, you've got there's too a much. Month, I can't month. keep up. Uh, yeah, they're trying to avoid a clash with Starfield, but makes sense. I mean. To be fair, the game's been practically out in early access now for like two or three plus years. So yeah, have they have they said what they're going to be doing in the one release? Like that isn't already in the game. Like is there? I mean, been any announcements on that? I'm curious. Uh, like what, what's left? <laughs> we know like there's a ton of classes and other stuff that just yeah. haven't been included in the game. Like for instance, Necromancers not currently in the game. That's going to yeah. be in the full release. Um, they have announced, like, the number of classes and stuff, and it's not hard to, like, just look at the current classes and just see, like, 
there's all that stuff. But also, too, like, we've only seen, like, the first act of the game. And right. there's all that, so. I'm sure they're going to make a formal announcement probably pretty soon. Or they might not. They might just be like, here's the game. Here it is. Yeah. Play it. <laughs> so. Um, but, yeah, either way, I think this is good. Um, got something to look yeah, forward I'm stoked. To. I'm ready to play the full release of this game because I've been playing the early access for quite a long time. I still don't know who, what class I'm going to play as in the, in the final release, but I do. I am tempted to, to just go full blown necromancer. So, talk to the dead, reanimate some corpses, that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Small Soldiers, the game got announced based on the '90s movie. Ever, oh, yeah. Yes. If you ever watched so the, the Tommy Lee Jones, like, animated fucking... Yep. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's called Small Soldiers War for the Necron. So... Who decided anyone wanted to remember that property as being a thing that existed? Uh, uh nobody, but... It's such a random fucking pull from the fucking late 90s nostalgia bank. Like... Uh, remember Small Soldiers? That movie was kind of shit. Uh, let's make a game. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks pretty good though. Not gonna lie. I'll have to watch the trailer. I've not seen. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's from a studio called Comadron Studios. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> It's mostly, uh, well, they own the the the, the franchise, because I didn't realize this, but like apparently the franchise, the Small Soldiers franchise, is actually a franchise called the Metabots or something like that. So, huh? Yeah. So, looks cool. Uh, don't know like graphically how it's all gonna look, but like if they can like manage to get like that kind of like. I don't know, stop motion animation kind of look of Small Soldiers. That'd be pretty dope. Lucas, did you ever watch Small Soldiers as a child? Uh, I did, and I also watched Metabots as a child as well. Metabots is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, Soul Small Soldier. I I don't think I'd play this game. Uh, that's a. Who was also also in there that was really young that. Uh, was it what's her face from Spider Man, like the original one? I can't remember her damn name. Um, yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Maybe. Oh yeah, she played I can't, Christy I think... Fimple, whoever that is. Yeah, the love interest or whatever, wasn't it? Or not love interest? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, also, Phil Hartman. a voice actor the whole part now. Phil Hartman was apparently in that game, so or that movie. Oh. Looking at this art, I actually would check this out because it's got that that plasticky. It looks really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on board for this. So we'll see if it actually comes to fruition. But if it does, because it's like a proof of concept, so I don't know if like where it's mm. gonna go. But uh, all right. Uh, Resident Evil 4, the remake, adds new achievements, prompting speculation that DLC could be coming. Um, yeah, it's just like some random 
blank achievements got added. We don't know what they are yet, but I mean, anytime you get achievements in the game, it's typically, you know, to preface some DLC or something being added to the game. Some people said maybe it's the VR mode, but I don't know. I would have to think that it's probably like some content with Ada. I would love to just play a little side piece with Ada because she shows up in the game, but you don't really get a lot of time with her. You don't get to play as her. So yeah, that would be the obvious no brainer, but yeah. Jamie, would you go back and play Resident Evil 4 remake if they had some DLC? I would. I should probably go back and play it anyways because I still want to uh, do some more mercenary stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah. Oh, game's really good. The mercenary mode was fun. Yeah. Oh. I played it enough to get like the the infinite uh, magnum and that was about as much as I played of it. So I should go back and do it. Nice. Uh, and then we've got fresh rumors of a Red Dead Redemption remaster uh there was a rating for the game just <laughs> so. always a korean <laughs> game board or whatever not the first time i hear yeah 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 just give me i just want the deal i just want the, the fucking undead night i don't even care about the real full game anymore i just want undead nightmare again to play you know somewhere they're gonna do is they're gonna give you undead nightmare yeah, yeah. they're gonna give you yeah the Red Dead Redemption remaster, and then they're going to make you pay for DLC again. That brings Oh money. my god, I'll kill some. <laughs> Let me hunt Sasquatch. Damn it. Yeah. I mean, I would be down for this. And Undead also, Nightmare? Hmm? Undead Nightmare, the DLC for Red Dead Redemption. That basically turned yeah. the whole the whole world of Red Dead Redemption into a zombie wasteland. Yeah. And you could get the horses of the apocalypse. It was great. Yeah. That's cool. Very good. Um, yeah. So, we'll see if this happens. I, I imagine it would be an easy thing for Rockstar to put out in the, uh, wait time between this and GTA 6. So, you know, put it out, keep people satiated. Also, too, like, you can't buy Red Dead Redemption on Steam. You can't buy it on modern consoles. I think the best you can do is play it on PlayStation Now. And that's not the best experience, so... I think it, at one point, I think it was on, I think it's on Xbox backwards compatibility. So if you have the disc, you can play it on Xbox. Uh, and then I don't know if it's on the Xbox store anywhere to play anymore, but it was at one point. Now mm. we can play it backwards okay. compatible. But yeah. Hopefully this happens. I would love to play it. If they made it like the same graphical style as Red Dead Redemption 2, that would also be great for keeping it like in line with how Red Dead Redemption 2 ends. Because Red Dead mm -hmm. Redemption 2 is a prequel to Red Dead Redemption. And if it was like mm. basically the same graphical style and everything, I think that would be amazing. So, we'll see. Uh, Hearthstone. They announced a new expansion just called Titans. So, coming out August 1st. It's about mm. the the formation of the Hearthstone slash World of Warcraft slash Warcraft universe. Um, and yeah, they've had these Titans and they're big cards that have three effects total. You can fire off one when you initially play the card. If your card's still around, you can play the second effect on turn two. 
and then on the turn three, if the card's still on the board, you can do on the, its third and final effect. And these effects were pretty insane, like healing your hero to max, uh, drawing cards until you've maxed out your hand. Like, just insane hmm. stuff. Um, and then they also are adding a new keyword called Forge, which basically means if you hover your card over your deck... You spend, I think it's one or two mana to like upgrade the card's effect. So there were some cards that like it's a rush minion with like three, four uh, health or uh, damage health, and then if you hover it, it becomes like a five, six. So like there was just some ways to kind of like buff up the card and whatnot. So seems interesting, Lucas. I know you said you're like, eh, you're not that interested. I. I haven't played Hearthstone for a while now. Um, that doesn't really... That game doesn't really interest me too much. I'm starting to get tired of these, like, gimmicky kind of things where, like... Like, I understand refreshing things, but, like, this is just another... Another gimmick, right? Like, you just... You get your Titan card, and then you level it up, and I'm like, yeah, but, like, yeah, no, no. Like, you can't really just summon it any time, and all these... There's so many decks right now, I don't know, man. I'm just... I guess... It kind of burned out from the whole entire gimmicky kind of Hearthstone games. Mm. Alright. Uh, okay, and then final bit of news this week. The Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. This also got announced in the Nintendo Direct, which was kind of funny because I think everyone was like, wait, what? They, did they announce when this is coming out? Uh, but it's October 24, 2023. Coming to Switch, Steam, PS5, and Xbox Series. Although, if you buy it on PC, it does not include mouse and keyboard support. So, you'd have to use a, a gamepad. Which, I'm fine with, but not yeah, everyone out there on the internet was okay with that. <laughs> um, and here's the thing, I'm sure they would probably mod it eventually to include it if you really want it. But I can understand why people are upset paying like $80 for a game on PC that doesn't have keyboard and mouse support. But... <laughs> Maybe that's good enough reason to get it on PS5 then, I guess. Or Xbox Series. Is anyone here excited for that collection? I definitely mm. uh, enjoy playing those games. Uh, I, I'd probably play through at least a couple of them again. Yeah. Maybe not three. Uh, just because. Well, yeah, and three is getting re-released too, so it's almost like... Yeah, exactly. Point. Yeah. Um, yep. And you can buy the games individually too, so you don't have to buy the the bundle package. But I think it is cheaper if you buy the bundle, the full three. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I don't think I ever finished Peace Walker. Honestly, maybe I should go do that. Well, that's like they have this volume one. I imagine volume two will probably be for Peace Walker. Yeah. And maybe five. But that'd be good. Big boss. Yeah, that would be that would be solid, solid like snake. <laughs> Very good. All right, let's get on to what we've been playing. Uh, I've been playing quite a bit because I went on a trip last weekend and I just loaded up games to play on my trip. So nice little byproduct of that is I've been playing a lot of stuff. Um, I got and beat kingdom 80s which is the new kingdom game so 
there's the Kingdom Two Crowns and the Kingdom Classic. Uh, they ditched the '80s for, or sorry, the the fantasy setting for the '80s. So, uh, if you've never played Kingdom before, it's basically a combination of like resource management, building, also like a little bit of um, tower defense. And essentially what you're doing is you're defending yourself against a bunch of um, creatures that will attack you at night. You gotta defend yourself, repair, and then just expand outwards. Um, the Kingdom 80s game kind of adds like a little bit more goals and stuff to do. So like, for instance, there'll be like a jock and he's like, I used to be the cool guy and now I don't feel that confident in myself because I took my trophy. <laughs> get my trophy back, then I'll join you so you have to go get the guy's trophy and then bring it back. There's another guy later on that like will create lasers for you, but he's missing his technology, so you have to go find his technology and bring it back. So it adds a little bit more of like things to do rather than just the whole defend, expand outwards thing. It's also about like trying to buy different things and uh, this game is just chock full of 80s references, like Friday the 13th, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. Um, at one point you can get a DeLorean. Like, it's insane. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not a long game. There's like four, four chapters altogether. Um, but yeah, all in all, I've, I've enjoyed it quite a bit, so... Uh, I think I would give it like maybe around like a nine out of ten. I would think. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's that. Um. Okay, and then next up is Aliens: Dark Descent. I picked that up. I wish I didn't. There's a bonus. Oh. Yeah. Oh. This, that's the uh, the RTS one, or the yeah. it's like a strategy game. It's like XCOM basically. Cool. Quad strategy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, not not very good. Um, Damn. Yeah, I was looking forward to this one too, because uh, I like you know Jamie. I also like these XCOM games. I was very excited to see what they do with it, and yeah, it was very disappointing. Mm -hmm. Um. The game is quite buggy. Uh, there was quite a few moments where I meant to take out like my shotgun because you don't like equip a shotgun like you would a regular weapon. Like you have your pulse rifle, and then you have to like bring up a menu to bring out your shotgun. And there'd be times I would like select my shotgun, and my character would not take out a shotgun. And then, you know, because you're trying to get your shotgun out when the alien's super close, when it doesn't work, you the alien gets you and you die. And it's just like a whole thing. Um, I managed to beat the game, but it was just a very frustrating experience. Uh, a lot of stuff just wasn't working, wasn't going too well, so. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't say that I would overly recommend this. Um, I don't know. It's just too much of a buggy mess. If you really want to play it, I would wait till it's quite considerably on sale. But even then, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it. So, um, yeah, I'm giving this like a six out of ten. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's quite a mess. I mean, I don't know. The only real saving grace is that like 
some of the like environments and all that look like they are pulled out of the Aliens movie. So they did manage to get the, the environments looking quite good, but that was about it. Uh, I did play a little bit of the System Shock reboot on PC. Uh, this is a remake oh, yeah. of uh, mm. System Shock. And it's quite good. Uh, fuck, I, fuck. I didn't want to hear that. It's, Damn it. It, like, graphically looks just like, like, it looks so good. It's obviously still System Shock, but they, like, bolster the graphics considerably. It looks really good. Um, yeah. I haven't played more than, like, an hour of it, but it was, from what I played, I'm quite, quite impressed. I'm going to be playing more of it for sure. So, Are you playing that on your Steam Deck, or are you playing that on your PC? Just on my PC. I, like, I could okay. play it on Steam Deck, but for now at least i'm just playing on pc because i don't know as much as i like the steam deck i do like my pc just graphically looks a lot better sure so yeah yeah i was like well, let's see how this looks on a really good pc first and then i might play it on my steam deck after but i've uh, i've almost put that in my cart like three times for this goddamn <laughs> sale it's like on sale for 30 bucks right now like i i mean i would say get it it's good um yeah i, I get it <laughs> It's if you've never played System Shock before, it's like kind of one of the the godfathers of PC gaming. So the fact yeah. that they've remade it, it looks really good. Like, oh, it's just a great new way to play a game that's already a classic, and they didn't mess it up so far. I mean, I don't know, maybe they changed some story stuff later in the game that I don't know about, but I I doubt it. Like so far, it, it it's impressed me quite a bit. Nice. Um. Okay. And then next up is Dr. Fetus's uh, Mean Meat Machine. Um, this is mm -hmm. a like match four type game set in the, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Super Meat Boy Super franchise. Meat Boy. Yeah. yeah. So right. it's very much like your Super Meat Boy. There's saws and hazards, but it's also a, a Connect Four type game. So, or match four. So your your pieces fall down. You have to like, you know, normally when you play these games, they just fall down. You can accelerate them or whatever. But now you have to worry about hazards and all this other stuff. So you have to try to dodge around them and get your pieces down. It makes it a lot more harder than a match four game would otherwise be. Also makes it a lot more entertaining, arguably. Um, yeah, I've been enjoying this quite a bit. And I find that like playing it and like just trying to navigate the boards and also get things down it does make it quite hard but it also just makes it quite fun as well so um yeah i'd also give this like a nine out of ten this is like a really fun just way to play a match four type game if you've never played this before or if you have and you just want to pick one up for fun uh i've been playing it on both my pc and the steam deck and it works very well on both so uh yeah, this sounds like pretty fun yeah <laughs> And it's super cheap too like it's not that expensive either so uh pikmin one and two uh, i've been playing that on the nintendo switch um pretty much just regular pikmin uh nothing too crazy or exciting there um like i said before this is not really like a metro prime level remake uh they didn't graphically change too much of these games uh, or change too much of the gameplay, which I think kind of dragged it down slightly for me. I still really enjoyed it, but I think if you're expecting like that Metro Prime level of remaster, this is not it. Uh, but still, these are really fun games, and it's nice that you can play these before 4 comes out. So 
I'd give this uh, an 8 out of 10. I think, yeah, what only just drags it down is, like, there are some elements of these games that are a little dated by today's standards, but still mm. very fun to play. And it's nice that you can play them on the Switch, so. Um, okay, and then after that, just a few things... Uh, oh, yeah, I played Dark Souls 3 again, which I really shouldn't, because I have way too many games to play, but I wanted to play Dark Souls 3 again, so I was just, just playing something. <laughs> wow. I, I, I need to stop playing that game, but it's just, that and FTL are the two games that I just, like, whenever I want to just play them, I just load them up and play them, so. Uh, but yeah, Dark Souls 3, very good. If you haven't played Dark Souls 3, what are you doing? Go play it. <laughs> Um, I picked up the Dead Space remake on uh, Steam sale. Haven't played too much of it. I played like around an hour of it. But from what I played, looks very good. I gotta wait till I render a full verdict. But I mean, this seems to me like System Shock remake where it's like, you just remade an already great game and I can't see how it could be bad. So yeah, it, for now, I'd say like a 9 out of 10. But I can't see them really messing this up. Uh, Sonic Frontiers also played around an hour of that, and uh, that is, I don't know, it seems very fun so far. I mean, I can see how people can hate on it. It's a open world Sonic game, but I don't know. It doesn't even seem open world. Like it seems like it's like, like set into zones or something, and it seems like those zones yeah. are open, but like the world itself is not open. You're just still, you're still going between the zones, but the zones themselves are open. So I don't know. I mean, it still seems fun. But, I don't know, maybe not quite as open world as they would like to, to make you believe. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe like an 8 out of 10 for that so far. I'll probably have a more detailed verdict next time, but... Uh, then Dragon's Dogma, I figured I'd play that before 2 comes out, and yeah, so far it's been okay. Uh, I still have to play more of it. Uh, and then finally... Pokemon Violet, I've been doing Terra Terra Raid Battles just doing that fun stuff but I still have nice. much more to go uh, cool alright, Dennis, what have you been playing lately? um not a whole lot of variety just more of the same thing still grinding that Diablo 4 my druid feels a lot better after the latest patches where they buffed a whole bunch of like um they buffed everything, right? Like, yeah, especially <laughs> with like the resource management generation stuff, like that really helped. Um the damage buffs were great, the cooldown buffs were great. So yeah, overall it was good. And I also I think uh was able to play co-op with a couple of people, and that also made it a lot more fun than just soloing around. I do say that I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, now I feel like I need to do the world exploration and get all the renowned shit. And man, yeah. do I hate it. It just feels like such a chore, but I feel like it's a necessary chore if you want your characters to be, you know, relatively competitive. You know, like it just it feels like I have to do them. It's it's there's absolutely a, lot of a chore. You miss not exactly. Them, so. Yeah, like the, there's just too good of an incentive to do it, but it's just such a laborious task and it's so boring. Um that said, 
I've been enjoying some of the other sort of end game-ish uh, mechanics, like the Nightmare Dungeons are pretty nice, where they let you upgrade a glyph. Um, that kind of reminds me a lot of like maps in Path of Exile, where the there's roles associated with the Nightmare Dungeon. You could potentially get one, you know, that gives you a certain bonus, like more crit chance, but then the monsters get extra like cold damage or something like that so there's those trade-offs i like that i also like doing the hell tides which i didn't try until recently mm -hmm. um and of course the internet's already optimized the shit out of it you can go on the literal helltides.com see mm -hmm. what all the best chests are and you can go straight there which i don't i'm not complaining but you know it just feels like uh, people are really fast at this. Like, how do they already set up this whole thing? Um, but yeah, no, so far so good. I've been enjoying Diablo 4. I think, um, I think I would like to play more in co-op with some of my friends. So it's, uh, right now, besides gathering renown, I don't feel like there's much need for me to, like, grind solo. So I feel like... Mm -hmm. It's it's really only a fun game at this point for me to play it with somebody. Um, yeah. And I like the leveling scale factor, um, which lets you do that, even if they're, you know, super OP or, like, underpowered. If, and then you kind of can boost each other, give each other, you know, more XP or kill things quickly for the other person. And then they'll usually get really good drops if they're at a higher level uh, area. So. Anyways, D4 is still D4. It's fine. Um, it does make me want Path of Exile 2 a little more, and I think that's coming out in a couple months. So we'll see. Hopefully I get to at least get to, I don't know, level like 70, 80 with this Druid, and then I wanted to also get my Rogue up to that level as well. I only have like a level 25 Rogue right now. So just wanted to try out the different classes. I would play Necromancer, but it just seems too OP. So I feel like <laughs> I kind of don't want to play it for that reason. It's super OP. It's very yeah. Diablo four. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, D four. The the bone spear shit I'm doing is so yeah. Like I'm 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 one. playing it with my buddy. He did level uh twenty nightmare keys, and I was like level sixty, so they're like ten levels higher than me at that point. And I was wow. I was shitting on stuff in there. It was fucking ridiculous. It's... Uh, yeah, and, like, I find, too, like, with the Necro, if you get your Golems to, like, have this taunt ability, it's so easy to just draw all your enemies in towards your Golem, and then just from afar, just, like, Bone Spear or whatever, and just decimates them. It's, like, incredibly stupidly easy. So, I don't know. That's mm. just my, my two cents worth on that. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, we'll see. I don't feel like I need to play through the entire level up process with a new class especially since there's going to be seasons coming so yeah maybe exactly. i'll play a season or two i still have yep. to go in and beat diablo 4 it's for some reason just like i know i'm I, I will beat it at some point but yeah right now my i'm just i don't know it's, it's a lot to play even like <laughs> yesterday i went to a barbecue and the guy's like so are you gonna play diablo 4 i'm like i, I just i'm not like it's there mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it feels a bit like a chore, but it's also kind of fun. So I don't know. 
I'm pretty mixed on the whole thing. Well, that's yeah, that's that's mostly it. D4, and then I, because as a huge Battlefield fan, who is quite honestly very disappointed with uh, Battlefield 2048, or was it 2046? I can't even remember. See the title. It that's how much I don't really enjoy it. I did play it for a while, but now there's this new indie Battlefield that is taking the world by storm and it is so good i feel like i'm back in like high school playing battlefield bad company 2 it's it's honestly the best battlefield since like battlefield bad company 2 or 3 or something like that it's it's super nostalgic for me so yeah battle bit remastered is the game and it's made by like three dudes who wanted this sort of low poly battlefield game that can run really well on all the systems but as well as the fact that maybe implement some like squad or armum ish mechanics to make it a little more milsimy. me. Um, however, in the current state, after much development, it is I would say like ninety five percent a battlefield game and maybe like five percent squad, um, which is great, honestly, in my opinion. So it has pretty much all the features you would want in a battlefield game. The gunplay is surprisingly really good. Um, despite the fact that you're shooting at a square head most of the time, you know, it's totally fine. Like, it doesn't detract from the experience at all. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. It also has mechanics um, sort of from squad where you can use these points. They're squad points. So if you do things with your squad, like attack the objective and heal each other and, you know, typical battlefield squad teamwork things, you get points. And with those points, you can spend it on certain things, including building, like, barriers or uh calling a big supply drop for yourselves and if you guys are you know staying alive a lot and you are actually running out of ammo you can totally do that um there's like respawn beacons that you can call in for your squad with these points really great mechanic um the game is fantastic it's like got 128 players um or you can do 32 versus 32 with 64 players. So like you can play with how you know how big of a match you prefer. Some people like the chaos of like the 128 players, and I did play it a little bit. It's quite fun. It just means the playstyle is a little different when you have that many players in the server, and it's very stable and it runs really well. And I don't feel like there's any like tick rate issue or anything. So like it, they just did such a good job. Um, I can't, yeah, I can't people made this? Three, three people, yeah. This is three insane dudes. for three dudes. It's like, so this good. It's really good. It, they really showed up <laughs> DICE and like EA. Like, I am so disappointed in EA after playing this game, but I'm also so happy for these guys because they're like hitting top of the Steam chart selling this game. That's and crazy. I paid full price for it happily because it's only $15. It's so worth it. And... I've been having a blast. It's so good. It's the best shooter I've played in a while. And it's this freaking Roblox-looking game. Um, so yeah, fantastic uh, progression system. There's so many weapons. And of course, you unlock attachments for each of the weapons. And the classes are very much like Battlefield. You can be a support with your RPGs and, you know, uh, or I guess, sorry, engineer with your RPGs or like support with ammo re uh, refills and things like that. Um, yeah, they even have like grappling hooks. They've got, like, uh, multiple kinds of, like, mines and C4s, and it's, 
they've got the vehicles that you would want in a battlefield game the game modes it's it's just fantastic i i don't have enough good things to say about it um and you really do forget about sort of the low poly environment and character or like the people um in the game when you're when you're playing the game it just feels super good the gunplay the gameplay really speaks for itself it just makes everything you know a-okay you don't care about the graphics at that point so yeah uh highly highly recommend i think this is like man i don't even know how i would improve it i guess maybe if it weren't a low poly game i might enjoy a little more but it's very it's a small thing so i'm giving it like a nine and a half out of ten it is one of the best games i played this year and it is very nostalgic for me maybe that's why i'm giving it such a high score but it's it's super fun i i definitely recommend it for 15 bucks absolutely nice nice um and then because i wanted to get off my lazy ass and decided i should play some more vr games so i started this new game that i've had forever called raw data very typical a, a vr game you're sort of just standing in the middle you got four characters to choose from to play um and they're effectively just four different ammo oh, sorry four different weapons that you can choose you know typical pistol shotgun bow and arrow um and i already forgot the last one. Oh, i think you're like a ninja robot samurai thing and you can slash uh, slash the enemies and uh, so far the game is very much just well i would say on rails but i don't even think you move you just like stay in one spot sort of in the center of your room and then the enemies which are robots spawn around you um and you kill them and there's different kinds of enemies there's drones that fly around um and then you sort of as you play through the levels you gain well, unlocks, I guess you can call them, and then you unlock new sort of special abilities for that character you're playing, and, you know, it changes up certain fire modes for your weapon. So yeah, very typical VR game, but it is fun. I don't know why when I get into the VR, even if it's not, like, something scary, like Walking Dead or something, my heart just races, even though I'm fighting these, like, very cartoonish robots. So yeah, something about VR just still really grasps me it's really fun so i don't think i can give a score for this yet i haven't really played it enough but so far it's fine it's uh i wouldn't say it's like remarkable i mean there's plenty of good vr games out there and uh, i can't say that this is a must get but okay. maybe i'll give you a proper score later yeah that's really all i've been playing other than like magic which side note they found the one ring i don't know if you guys heard about that yeah what uh, yeah yeah, so if you don't know, because this is so interesting to me, um, they're doing like a collab with Lord of the Rings, so their new set right now for the cards are Lord of the Rings themed, and of course there's one card that they printed called the One Ring, or the whatever it's called, the One True Ring. Um, um, and yeah, it is the only copy of this card. So even before people were opening packs or, or trying to find it, there's like been bidding up to like $2 million for this Death card. And bonkers. I know, right? It's so cool. And then this one random guy ended up finding it in his pack, uh, immediately gotten it repraised, and it was like deemed genuine. I think it was like 9 out of 10 instead. I don't know why. what gets it a 10 out of 10. But anyway, he appraised it, so it's the real deal. Um and I think he's going to be $2 million richer. Wow. That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? It's wow. once he puts it back into the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that, that's all. <laughs> cool. All right. Jamie, what have you been playing lately? 
Uh, I too have still been plugging away at Diablo 4, going grinding all those statues of Lilith and uh, doing my renowned stuff. I have three out of the five zones completely done. Um, so I have two more to go. Uh, I kind of like was I was losing a little steam after the three. <laughs> but but you need you need to do it like Dennis was saying uh, because mm-hmm. like there's like there's four uh, paragon points per uh, per full like renown clear for each zone. So like it's, I think it's like twenty total that you get just from doing the renown. And there's also talent points. You know you get yeah. two per 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 zone. So that's like another ten. Uh, so yeah, I mean if you don't do it, you're just like leaving optimization on the floor, uh, which just is not something I feel like I should do. Uh, the biggest thing I'm going to be upset about is when I have to do it again on a uh, character uh, when I when I when I do my season character uh, because they've said supposedly that they changed that. I think apparently, oh yeah, God, I think with a fireside chat or something, they mentioned that they're not going to force you to do that again. Oh, so I thank think, God. I know. I, like, I just like the the Lilith shit is fine. Like you just run around on a route and just grab them all, and that you only have to yeah. do that once. Uh, but like that only accounts for so much, and then you got to do all these side quests and all the, the dungeons. I don't mind doing because you get the aspects, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's very grindy, and uh, yeah. it, it's it's not great. Uh, but I don't mind doing it if I don't have to do it more than one or two times. Uh, <laughs> I definitely don't want to have to do it repeatedly. Uh, especially the statues of Lilith, but I think you do. I think you get points every character you fucking do it on, so it's just... Um, but yeah, no, D- Diablo 4 is still, still going strong for me. Uh, I haven't played it as much this last two weeks because I've been playing some other things, but um, I am still very much enjoying it. I just want to get to 70 so I can... I, I mean, I probably could do it now, just based on how strong this Necromancer is. Uh, do the, the Tier 4... Uh, dungeon that you have to do to, to rank it up. Um, capstone dungeon, but uh, I've not tried it yet. I've not tried it yet. I'm like 63 now, so I think uh, got a little bit more to go before I'm ready for that. Nice. Uh, but besides that, uh, I too played Kingdom 80s. I didn't play it. Uh, I played it for maybe like five to six hours, I think. Uh, oh wow! And you put in such a good amount of time. Have you beat it yet? No, because I, I will tell you this. The first two hours I played that game, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Uh, I was very confused. I've never played a Kingdom game before, so I was like, oh. okay, uh, putting coins in this thing, I'm getting things leveled up, and then I would just be riding back and forth. I was like, what is happening? Like, where's all my money? And like, there was a good stretch where I was like, I'm not getting any money, and I didn't know what I was doing wrong, and I realized, like, I was, like, going to, like, the wrong side or something like that. So, like, there's like two sides to your forge, and I kept going to the right and like looking for stuff. And then like the guys would come out, and I was like, "Who's attacking these things? No one's, no one's doing it." So like, I don't know. Like I, I did something completely weird. That it like it, it didn't have anyone shooting arrows on that side for some reason. Uh. Seemed like all my stuff was getting broken. And then I finally clicked. Like I'm like, "Oh, I should be expanding this other way." Um, and then I kind of got going. So yeah, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty fun though. Like I, I dig it. Um. I like all the 80s references. I think it's a very, like, simplified, uh, but, like, it feels good. Like, I don't know how to... Like, it, it's very simple because you're just going over, you're, you're upgrading units, and you're, you're building out your walls, and you're getting points. And, uh, it, it, but it feels very good to you're just constantly expanding your fort and your territory, pushing into these 
these zones where these enemies are moving. Um, it, it also took me a really long time to figure out how to use this team uh, thing to, like, push your whole team to, like, take down the portals. Uh, so that was, like, the other... Yeah. Once I figured that out, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. Uh, so, like... But yeah, the first, at, the first couple of hours, really I was like, what? Too. Like, <laughs> when you try to take down those portals, like, it's mm -hmm. a fucking fight. It's, it's not yeah. easy. Yeah. But I like how they, like, the little guys that come out of the portals, like, they'll be wearing, like, masks of, like, random 80s shit. Like, oh, there's the Predator. Ha ha. So, like, yeah. like it's, shit, it's, it's, like, little fun nostalgic bits there uh, that I, I was getting a kick out of. So, um, I'm going to keep playing it. I'll probably try to finish it in the next couple days. Uh, uh, but yeah, definitely, I think I give it like an 8 out of 10 right now. Uh, definitely enjoying the 80s nostalgia, the 80s, the, uh, oh, there, the kids are on bikes instead of horses. Got my, my Jason bike with the machete on the back. Uh, it's fun. Um, but I didn't know you, there was that. I, yeah, I, like there's like at the, at the, uh, at the, the shack that had Jason's mask on it. And when I used it like it gave me a new bike and it has like a machete hanging off the back and i was like oh okay it doesn't it doesn't do anything but it's cool that it's like uh <laughs> yeah yeah i i think eight out of ten for sure uh and i will keep playing it um the other thing that i've been playing a bunch uh has been the new uh aw wrestling game aw fight forever um that came out this week uh, I had played it a little bit prior to that uh, review code, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I think uh, if you had grown up in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, you probably played uh, the WWE No Mercy, WCW, NWO, Revenge, those, those old THQ wrestling games that everyone has a lot of nostalgia for. Uh, this is 100% trying to do that. Uh, it's made by Ukes, which is a team that actually, I think, worked on those back in the day, or was part of the team that worked on those back in the day. And they uh, they basically were like, hey, make us a wrestling game to compete with the WWE stuff, but make it a lot like those old games that everyone talks about how they were so much fun. Um, so they definitely went back and said, okay, let's, let's put the controls back in that style. Uh, there's a grapple button. Uh, you can long press or short press it. And then based on direction you press after you grapple you do different moves suplexes all the different uh wrestling throws and all that stuff uh there's also two strike buttons with a punch and a kick um and yeah like you're basically just it, it's very much the old school like you do a bunch of moves you build up your momentum meter you do a taunt you get your special move and then you finish uh, a couple times and, you, and uh it's 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 almost exactly the way i remember it uh, there's reversals that you can do by, by blocking it at the right time with the right block button because there's a block for grapples and a block for strikes. Um, but yeah, it's it feels like super, super similar to, to those old games. Um, the graphics are probably the thing that people are going to complain about the most because it's clear that the budget on this game was not you know on the same level of of what they did with the wwe games of, of late where they're like super hyper real they went with a more cartoony style um the graphics don't necessarily always look the greatest some of the animations look a little janky here and there i think if you are really itching for that old school like game 
you probably will let those things go. I know I did uh, because I was I was really happy just to be playing another game that provided me no mercy. Um, yeah, it's got a pretty okay size of uh, roster right now. I think they've talked they're going to be adding a couple characters for DLC pack. Um, okay. The entrances are not nearly as customizable as as they are in the WWE games, but there is still a lot of stuff you can do in the character creation to give them pretty unique movesets. Um, but yeah, you can't like add like the Titan Tron videos and all the other stuff that you could do uh, as much as you can WWE. You can't scan your face in this one like you can in the WWE game. Oh. The game. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, it still it still looks still looks really good uh, for what it is, the style that they're trying to pull off. I think they do a pretty good job. It's just occasionally you get some like, here's this dude doing this weird uh chop animation that doesn't quite look right but it still feels good so I don't mind it. Um, I haven't really run into any super huge bugs. Uh, there's There are a couple weird like mini games they added that I, I don't know what they're there for. Uh, just kind of there to add the game out it feels like and you can earn money from doing it, which you use to buy new moves for your creator wrestler and uh, other stuff. Okay. Uh, but yeah it's, it's, it's a solid game. I think if they can build out the roster through some DLC and then maybe do some rounds of bug fixing here and there or like tweak some of the animations. I think it could be really solid. I, I think right now for me it's sitting at like an 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I definitely am enjoying my time with it mm. and like I said, if you if you really loved those old THQ wrestling games, it is something that I, I encourage you to check out because I think they really did a great job of capturing those uh, the spirit of those games in this one. Um, so yeah. Definitely digging it. Um, the last thing that I have been playing is Final Fantasy 16. Um, it is really good so far, story-wise. I'm still really early on in it because I have been playing other things. Uh, I've also been playing Destiny, so like that's just right. It's a thing that I do grind every week. Um, but but I did play a little bit of it. I'm past the demo. Uh, like I finished, like I finished where the demo would have left off, and then played maybe another three hours or so. Um, I will say that the combat feels incredibly good. Uh, I enjoy it. If you're into a Devil May Cry style hack and slash uh, type game, this does a very good job of that style of combat. If you're looking for an RPG style turn-based thing, not that at all. Uh, if you're looking for an RPG uh, heavy game, like RPG heavy elements in this game, you're not going to find it here. Um, because I think that it's a little light on those. Uh, and not necessarily a bad thing, but it definitely, like, it's weird calling this a Final Fantasy game sometimes because it's so. Like, your character levels up, you get stat increases. Does it really matter? I don't know. Like, everything just, mm-hmm. you fight it like, like a fucking devil may cry game and the enemies have hit points and you still do the damage so like i haven't hit a point where i'm like if i had been doing more damage here because of my stats like it would have been a lot easier it's just it is what it is i guess but the story is really good um so if you want to play a game that has that classic final fantasy storytelling like they do a great job of that um the one thing i really like in this game is it is like not related to the gameplay necessarily is they have this like they have this system in the game to tell you about the lore 
and it's it's like an active lore system. So like if you're playing, there's like characters on the screen. You can pause it at any time, and it'll bring up like these contextual like lore bits that are related to the scene that you're in. So you can read up on like oh like who is this fucking character on the screen all of a sudden? Oh, I read this little thing now. I know a blurb about like oh it's the prince of this kingdom and they they've done this this and this and they don't like these people. Mm-hmm. Like it's got all this like contextual backstory stuff built in. So if you're if you're ever finding like the story like oh there's too much shit going on I don't know how to follow this you can like pause the game uh, read up on some of the stuff like oh what the fuck are these crystals I don't know let me pause the game oh look there's an entry here now I can read about it um, so I think it's like really well done and I hope more games kind of try to take this system and like and, and work with that because I think it's a really cool way to to allow uh, for for some someone who who might be like feeling like oh I, I there's so much stuff to keep track of like what the fuck do i do uh to give them some ability to kind of go back and not have to look up shit on the internet uh to figure out like what the hell these things are um because it, it very quickly like introduces like all these kingdoms and characters and things like that and you're like okay just a lot of stuff to track um so it's kind of cool that they, they add this tool in there too to let you learn about the world at your own pace um yeah, the voice acting is really good. The combat's good. Uh, the graphics are amazing. Um, like, it just feels like kind of linear at times because like you're really not exploring like a world. You're kind of like going through story beats and chapters and progressing through, and then going back to your base and getting upgrades and then doing the same thing. Um, but like, I'm probably five-ish hours into it now. Um, I, th- I hear it takes about twenty if you just mainline the story. But of course, I will never do that. I will always do the side quest. Uh, sucker for uh, having a, a blog that is uh, so definitely be doing all those things. Um, nice. Yeah, it, I like it a lot. I think for me right now, it's sitting at a nine, nine and a half, maybe out of ten. As far as I like, if I, if if I had to grade it as like a Final Fantasy RPG, it would be like at a seven, maybe a six. Uh, but as like a just a, a game. It's a nine out of ten, mm. so uh, I do enjoy it a lot. And that's it. That's all. Cool. All right, Lucas, take us home. What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing basically the same thing. I haven't really beaten anything. Um, on Legendary Edition for Mass Effect, I'm on Mass Effect uh, two, and I'm starting to feel like. Uh, most games aren't like this anymore. It's I, I had a friend come over and they, he wanted to play it and he's like, oh, where's the combat? And I'm starting to realize there's a lot of games not uh, narrative driven anymore. And it kind of sucks for me who likes those kind of mm-hmm. games or like the story driven games. But there hasn't been a game like that in like forever. And I quite enjoy it just mm-hmm. for that itself. Or it's just like the characters are amazing and like so the characters from your last game return to your next game and blah 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 it's not like a choose your own adventure um so that's been that everybody knows mass effect 2 it's not like it's not the number one game in the world uh what else have i been playing um i'm playing pokemon white and i'm actually quite in yeah pokemon white's quite enjoyable than the last game the last game was pretty boring with their monsters and everything like that so this one becomes a little bit more creative. Um, there's like a, a dinosaur thing that drops his pants or something. 
And like I thought, Scraggy, I think that's the name. And then it turns into the the ghetto Pokemon, which <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it's New York, so it's based in the United States. So I guess that was the idea. I, and I guess there were saggy pants and mohawks. It was weird. Um, so I I'm, I have like a lightning zebra now. Oh, and like uh, a fire ape thing, and like there's some real creative Pokemon in that game because like going through a Nuzlocke Pokemon as I'm doing right now um, you kind of get bored with the Pokemon you get sometimes you're just like oh my god I just want to just and that was what happened to uh, last game which was uh, Diamond so I'm on I'm like level 30 uh, I've lost two Pokemon so far which were zebras I keep losing zebras for some reason but now I got a better <laughs> zebra and what else and I'm playing Legend of Zelda, The Link Between Worlds, and I still stand by that I don't like the fact that it's so open. I don't like, and that's why I don't think of, like, Breath of the Wild or anything like that, where it's like, these are the dungeons, go at it, and there's, like, minimum upgrades. I, I like the Ocarina of Time kind of thing, and the Majorgius Mast, like, even, like, the original Zelda kind of, like, Zelda games. I don't, like, even the original Zelda, you don't really have to, like, go, like, level 1, level 2, level 3, so for that, but there was always, like, an upgrade or something to look forward to. And, like, this game, you just buy everything and just go out and do your thing. And then if you want to upgrade it, you can just go get those stupid snail things and go do that. Or octopuses or whatever. Um, I This is... It's turning into one of my least favorite Zelda games. I heard wow. this game was actually pretty, pretty good. I like the painting thing. That was great. It's just... It's nothing to do with the gameplay. It's something to do with the... I just don't like the fact that it's open. And I that's what's and I think that was the same problem I had with uh, the previous game as well, where it just kind of open if I remember right. But I don't like I got it. I understand the painting thing's pretty cool, uh, but I just don't like not having like every dungeon having an upgrade or, or uh, I don't know. The last dungeon was I played was Skull Dungeon, and that was pretty fun. Like there's a little hand chasing you the whole entire time, so that made the the, uh, the dungeon difficult. Yeah, like I said, it's not like I said, it's a good Zelda game, but it's like not like one of my favorites. It's gonna be one of my like it's not gonna like like every Zelda game I've played so far have been terrific, but this one might be one of the lower ones I don't like. All right, cool. Yeah, that's that's everything. I guess that's it for this episode then. Cool. Well, we'll be back in two weeks. Who knows what we'll be talking about then. Maybe they'll announce something crazy. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now. Bye.